The Cincinnati Reds scored 20 runs in an offensive onslaught. Tommy Pham is going to get his. Kyle Farmer and Nick Senzel both went four for four. What does it all mean? Jeff and I have got you covered on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, who is back and ready to talk about this amazing Reds lineup that just exploded yesterday. We have podcasted about the Reds for going on our fourth season and are quite addicted to this Reds baseball team. And today's a good day to be addicted to them because we are Locked On Reds and it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. We are going to talk about this game that the Reds absolutely exploded. They scored the most runs in a single game this century. Also, Nixon Zell has got quite the storyline this season. We talked about it a little bit in spring training, but we haven't talked about it that much since the season started. Well, yesterday he was on base six times, so we've got to talk about Nixon Zell and the opportunity that he has to take advantage of this year. And Tommy Pham, is he just selfish or is his selfishness actually helping the Reds? We're going to get into all of that, but Steve, first, 20 runs in one game they missed the extra point they could have had three touchdowns but oh my gosh what a performance i want to say the last time they scored this many runs was in the 90s i think like in the early 90s it's been a long time since the reds have put up this many runs now don't get me wrong i kind of wish maybe they had spread this out throughout the series <laughs> always, a yeah. bit and maybe you know won a bunch of ball games but listen anytime your team puts up 20 it is a fun day at the ball yard let me tell you uh watching some of the performances the individual performances i've already teased it a little bit from kyle farmer and nick senzel amazing what we've seen you know tommy fam your guy do thus far has been so much fun to watch and and you know when a game comes along where everybody is kind of able to to put it together, even when your starting pitcher may not be quite lights out. It was a fun day to watch some Reds baseball. I was talking about this the other day with somebody. It was like, you are not a baseball fan. If you haven't complained about your favorite team's lineup, complained about your favorite team's bullpen. And I'm going to add one. If you haven't said, you know what? We scored too many runs today. We needed to spread this out over the next couple. I just love it, man. This was, it was the, the, the gif of Kylo Ren where he's just going more. And it was just continuing through the entire game. But the biggest question I have from all of this, from the four hit day for Kyle Farmer, the four hit day for Nick Senzel, the three hit day for Tyler Stevenson, the three hit day for Albert Elmora Jr. Was any of this real? Well, it was real, but <laughs> settle down. So, so we're, <laughs> just, yes, 20 runs it, a game. Here it, we go. It's a thing that happened, but let's not <laughs> expect this type of offensive uh, performance every day. Now, listen, I don't think anybody expects that that suddenly now the, the Reds have turned a corner offensively. But I think <laughs> I think that um, what we have seen is that there's guys in this lineup that needed to get some time. They needed to see some major league pitching uh, and they need and they really didn't need this kind of success. You know, I can't I can't 
emphasize enough how important it was for Nick Senzel to have a game like this, where he was four for four and on base six times in the leadoff position for this team after what he's been through this season. You know, that talk about a confidence builder. Talk about being able to come into the next series feeling like maybe you've got something to contribute for this team. Uh, Nick Senzel should be on cloud nine right now. I got to agree with that, especially when you look at some of the performances that he's been putting up here lately. He's been doing great with the glove, but it's been the bat that's been his biggest question mark. And we'll get into Nixon Zell here in a little bit. There was also something, something that really struck me was there in that third inning, whenever there were runners on second and third and Tyler Naquin got pinch hit into the game. And they immediately walked him. They said, no, we want nothing to do with this. We're going to intentionally walk. David Ross threw up four fingers and the umpire sent him to first because they wanted to walk him to get to Albert Almora, former cub facing his former team, getting disrespected saying, yeah, we'd rather load the bases than face Tyler Aquin and load the bases and face our former dude who we know isn't going to come through in this. Well, guess what? He came through, Steve. That was a pretty nice day for one dude that honestly is kind of an afterthought, even in the Reds plans at this point. But I mean, three hits for Albert Armora against his former team. That's got to feel good for him. Oh, you know, that's a that's an opportunity to just kind of be like, uh-huh. Want to go ahead and let me walk? All right. You don't want to keep me around? All right. I got something to show you. You know, you love to see it. This I, I'm telling you, this was a, a very, I think, for for the fan base, for the players, for the manager, I think this was pretty cathartic for everybody involved to just have this team go out and, and bash the Cubs for a solid nine innings. Uh, you know, I think nobody's even too worked up over uh, Hunter Green giving up five runs in this game just because of the amount of, of offense that was present throughout. There was a brief moment there where the Reds were up 10 to three. And here I'm thinking, okay, they can do no wrong. And then he allowed back to back homers. And I'm like, <clears throat> They can do no wrong, right? No wrong, right? We're not going to blow this, are we? And thankfully, that did not happen because he was able to calm down. And then, honestly, the rain delay, I've never thought of a rain delay as a good thing, but it kind of came at an all right time because it forced the Reds to move on. It forced the Reds to bring in Jeff Hoffman, and it forced the Reds to not rely on Hunter Green to continue to pitch through suboptimal you know, weather conditions. And I know this is a thing that we, we just absolutely just wring our necks about when we talk about Luis Castillo pitching in bad weather things. But as a rookie, I don't want Hunter green out here pitching when he can't grip the ball. Like I I'm fine with him coming out of the game in that situation. And I'm glad that that happened. No, you got You got to protect him. And you know, as far as, as, as far as the rain goes, you're right. That was, that was, couldn't have been drawn up any better. Kind of slow everything down for a minute, you know, force David Bell's hand a little bit and, and get into that bullpen. I, I, I agree. That was very um, beneficial for the Reds, the, the timing of the rain delay. I am going to be 100% honest. I am super excited and I love how much that game, how much fun that was to watch that game. But overall, in the big picture of things, in the big scheme of the grand scheme of it all, don't get too excited, guys. This is baseball. Baseball happens. There's some crazy things. You have teams that aren't on paper the better team just absolutely come up and clobber a much better organization. But in this case, I, I think it's just fun for what it is. Let's not read too much into it. And let's see what the Reds can do against the Giants this weekend. 
Well, you know, Jeff, you're absolutely right. It was a lot of fun, especially for guys like Nick Senzel and his four hits, six times on base. For Kyle Farmer, four hits, two home runs. You know, is it a sign that they're breaking out finally? I don't know. That might be jumping the gun. But I can tell you this. If you want your healthy eating habits to break out, you should head over to Built.com right now and get yourself a Built Bar. Look, I am a big fan of brownies. You're a big fan of brownies. We all love brownies. You know what we love more? Eating the brownie batter, you know, licking the spoon, getting the beaters after you've mixed it all up. We all do that to this day. And sometimes you eat more of the batter than actually makes it into the pan to make the brownies. Now, imagine if you could do that uh, and still get your protein and be healthy. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation and this one is better than ever. This is the brownie batter puff. You heard me right. It's a puff that takes protein bar to a whole new level. And they're available right now at built.com. Have you tried built puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for if you haven't. Puffs are a chocolate covered marshmallow infused with protein. You heard me right, chocolate covered marshmallow infused with protein. That's right. Delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate. They have great health statistics. You know, we are baseball podcast. We love the stats around here. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only seven grams of sugar in the brownie batter puffs. They are perfect for a pick-me-up. They are perfect to keep your diet on track and still let you feel like you're cheating on that diet just a little bit. Again, all these puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They are made with collagen protein, which uh, your body is able to absorb a lot easier, more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. So head over to built.com right now and get your brownie batter puffs. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's going to save you 15% off of your next order at built.com. Again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. They've got recaps of all of the games throughout Major League Baseball with analysis from our local experts. We're going to be taking you through the Major League Baseball season like no other network has ever before. The Locked On Now podcast is available, free and available, wherever you get your podcasts just like Locked On Reds. Make sure you're following the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. Coming up next week, we're going to check in uh, with Memorial Day upon us. It's a good time to look at where the Reds are, how they're doing, and what could possibly be coming up as far as trades, as far as improvements, as far as the next phase of the season for the Cincinnati Reds. You know what we don't have to look too far ahead to figure out, Jeff, is that Nick Senzel's time is right now. He really seems to be putting it together after his latest stint on the injured list. Yes, I agree. And you're talking about a dude that overall this season has looked elite. I'm not talking good. I'm not talking great. I'm talking elite defensively in center field. Yes, there's still a little bit of cringe whenever I see him dive for a ball or jump for a ball, but man, that catch that he made today up against the wall was a thing of beauty. Ranging over as far as he could possibly extend his arm, jumps up, grabs the ball, just absolutely beautiful. He has been doing that all season long. And obviously we're not even to June yet, but he has been doing it here for these first two months and it has been awesome to see. I just can't, I, I'm so happy to see that the bat came along today, and I'm hoping that this is a little bit of a narrative that's more of things to come. 
You know, it's funny you mention uh, how we react when he makes a, a tremendous defensive play with great effort. Uh, I don't know, you know, if if you recall, but you know, they're towards the end with Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, every time he would make some kind of significant play, there was always that same fear, and this feels the same to me. You know, every time he lays out for one or hits the wall or dives or does just anything amazing i i really find that i'm holding my breath until i see him pop up and wave and throw the ball or whatever because he's just had such bad luck as far as his health is concerned but to your to your point with with what he's doing right now you know i mentioned it uh, up top in that first segment i think that what happened uh, in that final game against the cubs with that four for four performance is going to go a long way just in in helping remind nick that you know he is a big league ball player and he belongs and he belongs in this lineup and when he's right he can contribute in a big way for this team and i hope that this is the spark this is the momentum shift that really gets him going and and helps him put up uh some significant offensive numbers here as we move towards june yeah because i look at nick senzel and i say this is something that we talked about in the spring training and it's not a new narrative but it's one worth mentioning again are we penciling Sinzel on this roster for the foreseeable future? Because that question is getting answered this year. It's not going to get answered next year because if we have to wait till next year, I don't think the answer is yes because he has had a couple of years now to stick on. And I think that's kind of where you, you've got to wonder. You, you always talk about a professional athlete playing with a chip on a shoulder. Nixon Zell should definitely have a chip on his shoulder, but that chip has probably grown so freaking big that it's almost got to feel like a boulder at this point. This isn't something that Nixon Zell has seemed to have been overcome until yesterday. We got that breath of fresh air that maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe Nixon Zell can figure this out because we, we talked about it a lot because he missed a lot of time last year again. And Jonathan India came out of nowhere and became the rookie of the year. And then you look at this and you say, are we just going to forget about Nixon Zell now? Because, well, the Reds have Jonathan India. It would be super awesome and helpful to the Reds future if Nixon Zell can figure this out. But it's got to be this year. I think so, too, especially when we look around the Reds minor league system. And, and you and I have talked about this uh, a lot, that there are so many talented players that have that that mythical, magical 2024 written after their name. You know, if Senzel doesn't submit himself in the, the, this lineup this year and continue to build upon it next season, one of those guys is going to take his job. It's just it's not a question of if it's a question of when. Yeah, looking at Michael Ciani for that one. And then you're, we, we mentioned Chris Heisey the other day when comparing him to Aristides Aquino, and I got a little bit of pushback on that. But uh, then uh, Nixon Zell becomes Chris Heisey. And uh, I, would, I, I think that would be a huge disappointment for everybody involved. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing with, the thing with Senzel is I've, I've tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because I, I do feel like he's been asked to do a lot in changing positions and moving around and, and the, the service time games and all the things that happen. But you know what? Enough time has passed from there that, that, that that's just excuse making at this point. The only, the only real thing that we need to see is a healthy Nick Senzel go out and perform. That's where we're at. There, there's no, no more of this, oh, but he was this, and oh, they didn't treat him right, and oh, my goodness. No, that's all out the window. Those excuses have all been used up, and it's now basically time to put up or shut up. Yeah, I agree. And 
It's interesting to note that StatCast isn't super bullish on what he's doing right now. According to StatCast, his exit velo, his hard hit percentage, and even his barrel percentage are all well below league average. In fact, this year, and we were talking about this off air, this year, even including yesterday, he has one barrel all year long, according to StatCast. Now, part of that is probably just due to small sample size and the fact that he's missed some time being sick and stuff like that. But these numbers are more predictive than they are just like, you know, like your typical matchup statistics and things like that that don't really predict anything. These ones do. And like, for instance, his exit velo is an average of 86 and league average is 88. So you kind of wonder there, is it going to tick up soon or is this indicative of, okay, four hit days are nice. Don't expect them hardly at all moving forward. You know, I think that the real true Nick Senzel is somewhere in the middle. He's not that guy that underperforms like he has been when he's been hurt. And he's probably also not a guy that's going to go and hit, you know, 320 on the season and go three for four most days. He's, he, I think he's not either of those guys. He's somewhere in the middle. Uh, so those inconsistencies are going to continue to be a thing that, that he needs to work on. And he's going to need to deliver on the things that he said he was going to do. But you know who has delivered on the things that they said they were going to do? And you spent some time talking about him yesterday while um, I was a little unavailable. And that is your guy, Tommy Pham. Yeah, definitely Tommy Pham. We got to talk about him because uh, when you're talking about Nick Senzel, Tommy Pham's been playing alongside him out there in the outfield, and he's been a lone bright spot consistently in the Reds lineup. And we are going to look at why coming up here in just a moment after I tell you why bet online is the best spot for your sports betting information because betonline.net has you covered when you're talking about baseball when you're talking about the NBA playoffs probably by the time you're listening to this you'll know what's going on between the Western Conference Finals of, of the Warriors and the Mavericks they're playing right now but uh, that one if the Warriors win then they're going to the finals then you've got the Eastern Conference Finals. you got Stanley Cup hockey the that's going on. So much is happening. Plus UFC and boxing that betonline.net has you covered for all of it because it continues to be your number one source for sports info and sports wagering uh, props and odds and lines. So check them out today. You can use your mobile device or on your desktop. Go to betonline.net to check out all of the trends and action. Plus they've got amazing deals, whether you're talking about some different promo offers for each and every sport during each and every season. And Hey, NFL futures. It's never too early to say that the Bengals are going to win more than nine and a half games. Yes, that's currently their over under. I think that's ridiculous. I've smashed the over whatever. I, I love the over on Cincinnati sports wins. Obviously go to betonline.net and check them out today. That's bet online where the game starts. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds with zero F's, which is the only one that's not currently on the screen right now. So we might as well say, yeah, at Locked On Reds. Plus, make sure you're following us on YouTube. A lot of great stuff on YouTube that's coming for you extra wise. We Steve had a great chat with Spencer Stockton, who was a Dayton Dragon. Now he's a Chattanooga lookout. So, uh, hey, you, you know. come on this show and you get promoted. That is the narrative. 
if you play baseball. I can't guarantee any other kind of promotions, but yeah. No, um, I'll tell you who we ought to be promoting, though. It's Tommy Pham. And I get it. He has gotten some hate because of comments that many people deem selfish and they kind of did sound selfish. I'm not going to say they weren't, but you know, a guy saying he's going to get his kind of makes you think that he doesn't care about his teammates. Well, guess what? Tommy fam is getting his and it's helping the reds get theirs. You know, it's important to remember that when he said that the very next part of what he said was pretty much what you just said, that if he gets his, it's going to help the team get wins. Uh, But this is what I know. Tommy Pham said that he was coming here and he was looking to demonstrate that he could still be a valuable contributor at the major league level, that he was going to come out. He was going to get his numbers. He was going to perform. He was going to help a team have success. Now he signed with an absolute train wreck of a Cincinnati team. uh, And who could have envisioned that, you know, 24 of the 26 man roster would be on the injured list or whatever ridiculousness that we've gotten to at this point. But this is what I know. Tommy Pham has done exactly what he said he was going to do. He's gone out he's played good defense he's played good uh, offense he's hitting the ball he is a threat in the lineup he has been a spark in a lineup that has really lacked any type of spark otherwise so you know i believe you know rare hat tip to nick crawl tommy fam has earned his money he was a good signing i agree he and one other thing he's been is aggressive Talked about the base running a little bit. He just had amazing plays today. He was hitting on a 3-0 count. You never see anybody do that anymore because a lot of people just miss and then they get absolutely lambasted for swinging at a 3-0 pitch. But he picked a good one to hit. He hit a double. He scores on a ball that didn't even leave the infield. And as he's crossing home plate because he just blew through the stop sign from JR House, as he's crossing home plate, people could hear him saying, I was never not scoring. I was never not scoring. I love his intensity. I absolutely love watching Tommy Fan play. And it pains me to have said yesterday that he is the most likely player to get traded. I'm not going to back off on that take. I still believe that he is the most likely red to be traded. Number one, because of his performance, but also number two, because he's not, they're not going to ask the farm for Tommy Fan. But I still think that there's a reason that he is number one. And that is because he has played so well. I have loved everything that Tommy Pham's brought to the plate. Well, you know, he's affordable. He's on a one-year deal, and he's playing well. You combine those three things together, of course he's probably the number one guy that another team would look to pick up to bring in to help with a pennant chase. Uh, the thing that I've liked the most about what I've seen from Tommy Pham, though, Jeff, is that while he is out there being aggressive and hustling and doing all the things that we just talked about, you do also see him trying to hype up the other guys. And you do see him trying to be a leader on a team where he may not have necessarily been expected to come in and be a leader if everybody had been healthy and the season had gone according to plan. Uh, I think you don't expect fam to be that type of uh, a leader in the clubhouse and on the field, but, but he's really embraced it. He has stepped up and, and really, and especially in an outfield that's, you know, basically choose your own adventure every night, depending on who you put out there. You know, he's a very stabilizing, calming factor. And I never thought we would say that about him uh, in those first few days after the red signed him. I I totally agree. And the funny part is because the main take that surrounds Tommy Pham and the take's not wrong because I totally agree with it, but he's, he's like a year too late. 
Like he would have been an amazing addition to this team a year ago because he just mashes left-handed pitching. It's like, you know, I've had a, I've had a couple of jobs before I just decided to start covering the Reds for a job. And that is, you know, one job I worked at a bank. I won't say what bank, but every person that I worked with that had been in that organization for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years or whatever, it's just like, boy, I remember those days. I remember the good old days. Can you imagine how many players are saying that to Tommy Pham? Like, boy, I remember the good old days of like a year ago, whenever we were trying, whenever we were going for the playoffs. And Tommy Pham's got to be like, uh huh. <clears throat> yep. All right. Well, we're going to go out and win today or what? Because <laughs> he just, he strikes me as that dude. He's just like, you know what? Whatever. I get it. The team's been gutted. The front office has been given this mantra to cut the payroll. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to hit the ball and I'm going to score runs and we're going to try and win as best as we possibly can. And there's something that's super admirable about that. Well, and you know, the bottom line, Jeff, is that what's good for Tommy Pham is good for the Reds. If Tommy Pham has success, the Reds have success and I'll take it. And I, I don't think that I care what his attitude is like along the way, as long as he <laughs> continues to perform and put up the numbers that he has. But that is probably a good spot to go ahead and wrap it up for today, Jeff. I think that will do it for this edition of Locked on Reds. Coming up next week on the podcast, it's time to take our first real check-in at the Memorial Day checkpoint of the season and see how the Reds look as far as the players who we think are still going to be here in a year or two, as far as what we think this team will do uh, as we scream into the the Major League Baseball summer season. Uh, It's going to be a a fun look to kind of uh, give us an opportunity to uh, prognosticate a little bit. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen. Now make Locked on MLB your second listen. Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. The Locked on MLB podcast, just like Locked on Reds, is free and available on all platforms. Jeff, the Reds scored 20 runs, and that's going to happen every day the rest of the way. And what can everybody expect from us while it's going down? They can expect us to be locked on Reds every single day. And happy Memorial Day to everybody. We'll see you on Tuesday.